This is one-on-one, communications in the digital age. Talking with my daughter, explaining why I'm not a great grandma. Communicating with grown children, communicating with parents. Woof. Talking with my daughter is never an easy conversation. Explaining why I'm not a great grandma requires a long explanation. This is how a recent conversation began. Mom, I'd like to spend the night with friends. Will you watch the kids tonight? I look up from my website dashboard. I'm thinking about switching themes. I want a video-heavy theme because I'm going to step up video production. By the way, I've done this. Take a look. Changing themes while I'm writing about the recall might change my blog and posts and the way they look. So I'm thinking I should wait until Wednesday. But still, I want the video vlog theme. And it's on sale. And I can purchase the bundle and change my pinch of Mexican theme and themes for two other websites I'm managing. These theme issues are on my mind. Taking care of my grandchildren? No. I joke about hating children. Yep, I do. But I look up at my daughter and I ponder her question. I roll my eyes. My eye rolling is my attempt at humor. Mocking humor. We have a private joke between us about how much I hate kids. Now, let me get it straight here. I don't hate kids. I am particularly fond of my grandchildren and my sister's grandchildren and my brother's kids and so on and so forth. I don't hate kids. Saying I hate kids, I know, is not funny. But I'm an ex-television reporter, a political reporter, and to survive through the years, I've learned how to be bitingly sarcastic. And I love dark humor. For a second, though, I try to put myself in her place. Now, empathy is needed when conversing with your children, and vice versa. It's needed when conversing with your parents. Okay, I think. Don't do that. I need to stop rolling my eyes. It's not good body language. It's probably why I was bullied and fired out of my last job. At this point, I acknowledge that the conversation with my daughter is off to a bad start. I set the tone. Combative. Hostile. We are now woman to woman, face to face, one on one. Combat. Without gloves. I try to soften my tone. I look my daughter in the eyes and I say, Go, be young. Of course, I'll watch the kids. What do I always say to you? I say, Life is short. Then, of course, I have to add this sentence. I'll be dead soon, so you'd better take advantage while you can. Now, this is another horrible retort from me. And I'm telling you right now, please, I'm giving you my advice. Don't do this. Learn from my mistakes. And I think, why do I do it? I know why. And I'm going to tell you in this episode of One on One. Do you ever say one thing but mean another? <laughs> of course you do. We all do. We don't say it with words. If we don't say it with words, we say it with our body language or our paralanguage. As a parent, we learn to let some communication topics with our children go through the years. 
We have to survive to keep the relationship going. It's like that with any relationship. So you bite your tongue. You've said it before. Why repeat it? They don't listen to you anyway. So I've said it before many times. I don't want to spend my free time babysitting. Of course, COVID changed a lot of this. We all had to buck up and help each other and share childcare duties. Rolling my eyes. When I roll my eyes, when I say I hate children, the subtext is I don't want to be responsible for the grandkids. Now, I love them. They are great. But I'm a selfish person. I need free time. I am a workaholic. All I really want to do is write my blog, work on my website, and work on my novel, Fade to Black. My face and body language clearly say no, and I have said no many times before. But right now, my voice says, go, be young. And through the years anyway, my subtext has been mostly ignored. And you know why? Because real life doesn't always turn out the way you plan, does it? My voice softens, and I say again, What do I always say? Please be happy. Go be young. She still looks at me. I am a selfish bitch sometimes. God knows what she's thinking. That I'm going to die old and alone with no friends or relatives at my bedside. Nobody's going to care. I'm sure she is comparing me to my sister. My older sister got all my mother's genes. Liz Moraga Garcia is a Ramirez through and through. Like my mother and grandmother before her, Sis nurtures and does everything and anything for her children, grandchildren, and husband. And you know what else? For me. She's always taken care of me. I admit it, my sister is perfect, and I am mostly a bitch. Sis became the mother I lost when cancer killed our mom. But I'm not like my sister. I never was. I am a Moraga. I am my father. I'm not happy about it, but there you have it. I'm thinking about all this when I make the stupid crack about me dying soon. I just had to freaking say it. Why? Why can't I be kind? Here's why. Yes, I'm going to answer my own question. When I was growing up, I saw my two grandmothers and many others caring full time for their grandkids. Their kids were having babies, then dumping them with Nana and Papa, as we called the grands in our family. What were the parents doing when they were shirking their child-caring duties? Most of them were not working. Many of them were getting drunk or doing drugs. And many of them, Latinas, had more children. Why is everybody always getting pregnant, I asked my mom once. Because we are Catholic and the Pope in Rome doesn't approve of birth control. Why don't you have more children then? My mom and dad had three children. I was the youngest. 
because God helps those who help themselves, and the Pope doesn't pay my bills. It's nobody's business if I practice birth control, not even the Pope's. It's between God and me, and God and I agree it's a sin to bring a child in the world if you can't afford food. Good answer, Mom. The Unwanted Children Cycle I always thought that the cycle of bringing unwanted children into the world is a Latina cycle. But I'm wrong. It's not just Latinas that get caught up in it. This is not about race or ethnicity. This is about poverty. It's always about money. It's about poor women and what society does to poor women. And it's a waste of our lives. Having children you do not want or need and cannot take care of is a sin. Or, if you don't believe in sin, it's wrong. I never wanted to be that Latina grandmother. Let me clarify it right here and now. I'm not talking about my daughter. The problem here is me. My daughter's kind, hardworking, smart, a college graduate with a secure, high-level job. She doesn't take advantage of me. She asks me now and then to care for the kids. So what's the freaking problem, Gloria? <laughs> Fresno is the problem. Not Fresno the city, but my childhood in Fresno. So let's go back to Fresno. It's 1966, Fresno, California. I'm a Latina. I'm growing up seeing young, beautiful, vibrant girls get pregnant in high school. And they never do anything more than that. For them, it's life over. As a child, I watched my aunts having too many children, wasting their potential, getting old and haggard, and many of them dying young. My auntie. When I was 11 or 12, right about the time I started menstruating, my mother would take me to visit my auntie, Antonia, my mother's youngest sister. Now, her name was Antonia. But as we do quite a lot in my family, we called her by her nickname. And our nicknames are always horrible. They're, they're much worse than just saying Antonia, which is lyrical almost. My Aunt Antonia's nickname was Toña. Toña. It's almost speaks and says, I'm an unattractive woman. I, I don't know if she was attractive or unattractive growing up. I only saw her when she was older. Her husband was an abuser. He was a drunk. He was a bad man. He would visit her a couple of times a month. The rest of the time, she was on her own with the children. And my mom told me this story. Your auntie, Antonia, has no money and very little food for the kids. She can't get a job. She has nobody to care for the babies. Even though we are ashamed to admit it, she's on welfare. My mom added, I would never go on welfare. I'd scrub floors first. But of course, my mom also practiced birth control. But my aunt's husband, Dickie, and that was his real name, that's what we called him, comes around the same time the state welfare check arrives. 
Antonia tries not to give it to him, but he beats her and rapes her and takes the check. Yep, I was hearing this story from my mother when I was about 12. My mom said, we've called the police, we've reported him, we've helped her move. He finds her, or she calls him. She says she still loves him, and she would starve if we didn't help her. So my mom would buy groceries and gather food from her other sisters, and take them to her baby sister. I hated visiting my aunt. My mom would say to me, you will go get in the car. In the car, she would say, I want you to see what it's like when a woman has too many kids and no money. You have to learn from these mistakes. Otherwise, it's a waste. Get an education. Get a good job. Always have your own money. It was a lesson that I was taught over and over as I grew up. And I listened and I learned and I followed my mom's advice. I was always thankful I didn't have children at a young age. I went to college. I got degrees. In my mind, children equal poverty and struggle and pain. Now, I raised one daughter. I put her through school. I taught her right from wrong. I financially and emotionally support her. But I've always made it clear I'm not a babysitter. I'm not good at it. And she works hard at not asking me to help her too much. I love my grandchildren. But they, like all children, can sometimes sap the bone marrow right out of you. All this said, I hope they will be there for me when I'm dying. In the meantime, I'll repeat it. I can be a real bitch sometimes. A selfish bitch. I don't want to be the grandmother taking care of the grandchildren all the time. I have my own life. I want to live it. Because we are all going to die one day. I own that. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is one-on-one. -on -one. Talk with someone you love. And please try not to leave your childhood baggage out of your conversation. Explain it to your children. I'm trying. I'm failing. But you can learn from my mistakes. Please subscribe. Please share. 